Welcome to From A to Zigzag, a podcast featuring creative practices in Southeast Asia. Join me, Nadia Wang, as I chat with guests about the foundation of their illustrious careers and the decisions and happenstance that have shaped them. For today's episode, I'm pleased to be speaking with Tom Tandio, director of Art Jakarta. Hi, Tom. Hi, Nadia. <laughs> so let's start at point A. Could you speak about your education in school and um, basically what planted the seeds for your creative practice? Well, um, I, I, I grew up in Singapore from the uh, age of two to 16. And then I went to Boston University for school, for my college. And my college is actually finance. So I'm actually from the business school. So I, I, to be very frank, I don't find myself a very creative person. Um, but uh, since I'm in the creative industry now, um, I think it started off by when I started to collect uh, artworks for myself. So I started collecting art uh, in 2007. And after about, I think, uh, eight years, uh, I started to get involved more and uh, started to work in a art fair called Art Stage Singapore. When you were in school, did you have any internships? You know, what was your first job out of school and all of that? You just want to trace your steps a little bit from, you know, your education to your entry into the art world. Yeah. Um, so uh, when I was in school in Boston, I was uh, definitely a business student. I grew up in Singapore too. So I think, um, I'm not sure uh, where my creative side comes from, <laughs> but I really think that starting from collecting art, it really reflects, uh, it really changed a lot about myself. Uh, the way I see life, different perspectives. Uh, about uh, how I want to continue uh, my journey of life. Uh, and uh, I think um, that's the part which makes me more creative and to see everything outside of the box, uh, always seeing from different perspectives. Um, and definitely when I started my um, foundation called Indo Art Now, uh, this foundation actually also helps me to contribute more to the uh, art uh, society or art ecosystem in Indonesia. And uh, it also allows me to interact more with the creative people. And I think, and that's, I think all my creative side really come from uh, hanging out or um, spending a lot of time with all these creative people. You mentioned Indo Art Now Foundation and you started this in 2011, right? To archive contemporary Indonesian art online. Um, so what kickstarted this, you know, and, and how do you thing to put it together? Who was working with you at this time to do this? Tell us about the beginnings of, of Indo Art Now. Right. So uh, when I first started collecting in 2007, uh, it's pure about just collecting, right? And uh, after about four years in 2011, I decided I really want to contribute something back to the art scene, as I've taken a lot from the art scene by uh, learning a lot through art, uh, through uh, getting different perspective of seeing everything. And so I started this thing called indoartnow.com, uh, which is a uh, online archive um, platform where we archive all the contemporary art uh, online free for everyone to see. And, um, and uh, at the time uh, it was really uh, just a, a pure idea of just wanting to contribute back to the, uh, to the, to the art, art, art scene. And uh, so we, uh, at the time, I only have uh, myself uh, and I have a staff uh, or a team. Uh, his name is Ifanda, who is now our, our VIP director of Art 
Jakarta. Uh, so just the two of us, we actually started off this Indo Art Now. And uh, this Indo Art Now really helps to uh, connect myself uh, more with the curators, the collectors, the galleries, and uh, definitely uh, because of this project uh, and all this interaction with all these creative people, I think that actually helps me to get more and more creative uh, in terms of a person or in terms of my work. Could you talk about how the two of you gathered all the information? You know, were they was they sent in or then or you kind of like went out to photograph how how did this work yeah so um, uh, at the very beginning i think a lot of the galleries were actually also sending pdf files of uh you know all this artworks that they're trying to sell through um uh whatsapp or through emails and at the time i was thinking ah if i delete all this data it's just going to be gone keeping them on the email will take a lot of space so um that's when we uh, me and Irfan started to uh, collect these emails and actually take these images and we put it online. Um, but of course, there's also uh, exhibitions done by, let's say, Artist Collective or uh, some of the less tech-savvy galleries. Uh, they will not have any PDF or digital files. Uh, so uh, because Irfan's basic is also a photographer. So uh, Irfan would uh, go to uh, different exhibitions to take pictures of all the works and then get all the data and get them online. So yeah, it's a, it's a dual uh, team uh, for a while until I think 20, uh, until 20, maybe 12 or 13, when uh, Natasha Siddhartha, uh, uh, my director, uh, joined uh, Indo Art Now and uh, also uh, tried to expand Indo Art Now's uh, vision to not only on archiving, but uh, to has, to have more uh, different kind of art projects that we can get involved with to contribute to the art scene. Okay, sounds really good. I mean, it must have been very exciting times at the beginning, you know, to explain to everyone what you're doing and to have this repository that people could visit and find out more. Um, I wondered then how that kind of morphed into all the other work that you did. You know, you have been, for example, serving on the board of Biennale Jogja. Um, you have also been the president of the board of young collectors for the Art Stage Jakarta Art Fair, for example. And then eventually to Art Jakarta Directorship in 2018. Like looking back, how did that trajectory work? Yeah, uh, I think um, so. Um just because I want to give back to the art scene. That's how I started Indo Art Now. And because of Indo Art Now, somehow um, uh, I get to because connect to a lot of people. And I, um, and I was actually invited to become the board of uh, Jogja Biennale. Uh, and um, as a board, my job at the time was to fundraise uh, for the Biennale. And uh, I'm so happy because um, uh, during that year of Biennale, uh, I managed to raise like at least 50% uh, of the whole uh, budget uh, from private collectors. So uh, it was, um, it was uh, a great experience and, uh, and definitely it was a, a very special experience that I had. Lah. And uh, so after from Jogja Biennale, uh, I think I get into uh, more exposure to get more people. And that I think leads to also how uh, I got invited to become 
a first the regional director of uh, Art Stage Singapore. So at the time, I think um, uh, the founder of Art Stage, Lorenzo Rudolph, uh, was uh, looking for someone who can be more uh, locally uh, direct, uh, uh, locally uh, interacted with the uh, Indonesia. So uh, he actually invited me to become the regional director uh, for Art Stage Singapore. So uh, after I took over that, that, that job, um, I managed to bring a lot of the Indonesian galleries, collectors uh, to Singapore. And I think Lorenzo was very happy. So he actually um, <clears throat> uh, offered me to become a permanent uh, employee uh, in the uh, art stage uh, Singapore. And at the time, uh, I would become a director there. And so um, uh, I, I'm, I changed my job from uh, automotive industry, which I have been working for 13 years. And for the first time uh, in 2014, uh, 2015 January, I actually uh, joined Art Stage and become a permanent uh, team of Art Stage. So uh, after Art Stage, I think Lorenzo also wanted to look into how he can expand his business. And I was uh, in charge of uh, researching of where to expand. So we came to an idea of wanting to expand to Jakarta and that's how Art Stage Jakarta was being born. Um, and then <laughs> after four years with Art Stage, uh, I did uh, four uh, fairs in Singapore and two fairs in Jakarta for Art Stage and I left. Uh, and uh, not long later, I have been offered to become the fair director for uh, Art Jakarta. So that's my journey. Um, but um, uh, one thing that I, I would love to share is that uh, I realized in the art world uh, that um, uh, mentorship is very important and that, uh, and that uh, a lot of things uh, happen because of something happened before. So like I wouldn't be become a fair director if I had not been in art stage. If I'm, if I, if I wouldn't be in art stage if I didn't, I wasn't in the board of uh, Jogja Biennale. <clears throat> and if I were, I wouldn't be in Jogja if I don't have indoor art now. So things just happens and it just um, uh, uh, one leads to another. So, and that really strongly happens in the art scene, which I always realized. And looking, for, uh, looking backwards to a lot of my friends' career, they're all the same. So um, yeah, so that's what I can share. Yeah, I mean, it's been an incredible journey. Um, and I think I've seen you in almost all of the roles and you know how you've kind of gone from strength to strength in your personal capacity. I mean, first, as you described you know, as a collector, as an enthusiast, as someone who wanted to give back to the community. And then it kind of became more formalized as you went along and people put their faith, their confidence in your abilities. I think to really just kind of foster these bonds right within a community I think that's what you you really do very well and I'm just wondering if I could pick up some strengths of you know your experience in the automotive industry with, which you you said you know you worked in for 13 years um, what do you think you learned from that time that you have really put into your work in in the art world you know as the director of Art Jakarta for example um, when I was uh, 13 years in the automotive as a managing director of a company, um, I, I do a lot of, uh, I control a lot of budgeting uh, and I do also a lot of, um, you know, uh, 
in my opinion, in, as a businessman uh, uh, or as a managing director, um, the most important thing uh, that we always have to take care of is human resource. And I really think that there's something that I have learned from the automotive industry that I brought forward to the art scene. So um, we always have to find the right person for the right job. And I realized that in the art scene in general, a lot of people are uh, maybe right person at the wrong, wrong job or the wrong person at the right job. You know, that kind of, that kind of thing is like, it's very difficult to find the right person at the right job. And I think um, I've learned that and I brought it into the uh, art fair business. And, um, and I think that's also uh, something that I have brought from, yeah, it's something I brought from the automotive to uh, the uh, art scene. Uh, at the same time, I also uh, have a lot of experience in uh, organizing events. Um, and um, uh, during my automotive years where we have to always organize events for product launching, uh, we always have to uh, create excitement and creative uh, uh, events that uh, to, 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 to gain uh, interest among the people. So I think that's also another aspect that I, I, I brought from the automotive industry that I brought to uh, the art scene. And something that's very more fun in the art scene is that because uh, in the art scene, it's more about creative. So uh, there's a lot of uh, things that we can do that usually uh, not a uh, normal uh, automotive industry can do. Okay, that's actually so fascinating, you know, to see the parallels between the two industries. So on that note, I wanted to ask about how your ideas for Art Jakarta's revamp came together in 2018. Yeah, so when I first joined Art Jakarta was in 2018 November. And um, at that time, uh, Art Jakarta itself has been running for 10 years uh, in uh, the Ritz Carlton Pacific Place. And it has been a very, uh, 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 it has been a fair that it's already the oldest in Jakarta, uh, but uh, it still have a very uh, lifestyle kind of uh, feeling of that fair. So uh, the, the owner of uh, Jakarta, which is MRA group, uh, have decided that they would like to have uh, someone to look into it and revamp the whole uh, fair. And that's how uh, I came about and we met up and we discussed. So we first changed uh, the team. So uh, uh, in, M in MRA, uh, the team used to be a team that runs different kinds of events. But uh, for Art Jakarta, when I took over, <coughs> it's a team that's set up just for Art Jakarta. Uh, and then uh, we, we changed the logo. Uh, we also uh, changed uh, the location of it. We changed from a Pacific place, a, a ballroom hotel with red carpet and changed it to a convention hall with a cement floor. So I think um, uh, the whole change of um, uh, Art Jakarta uh, is something that also MRA is looking for and also something that uh, the art scene in Indonesia has been waiting for too. So that's also why I think in 2019, everybody was so excited to see something fresh after 10 years, which has been always the same. So yeah, so that's uh, how I go about um, our revamp of uh, Art uh, Jakarta. And then the, 
in 2020, we thought that it's going to be an easy year because 2019, we did a very well uh, fair. Uh, and then uh, COVID came and there goes, <laughs> we have to cancel our fair. I'm sure like everybody else, you were like, oh, how do I salvage the situation? How do I keep the show going? I mean, what happened then, you know? Yeah. Uh, we, we really thought that it's going to be an easy year for 2020, you know? Uh, because uh, well, 2019 was so successful, we have 40,000 audience. Um, we are looking into a, a, re, a comeback of all our 70 galleries, you know. So, uh, but COVID came, it was very disappointing because um, uh, we, we, we have to really cancel the fair. And we thought it's going to be last only for a few months, but it lasts for years. So uh, in year 2020, uh, around, uh, I think, uh, when we realized that the that the, the pandemic is going to be long, uh, our team decided that uh, we'll all come together to discuss what we can do. And at the time, I think the only thing that we can do is online. So our team decided that we're going to set up something called the Art Jakarta Virtual, uh, which runs from October 2020 to February 2021. And uh, the fair lasted for four months. It's all online. Uh, I think it's, going, it's a fair, the first fair in Asia that runs virtually, which means that the audience can walk inside the fair like a game. Whereas in a lot of other uh, uh, art fairs, uh, their, their online version is usually just galleries pictures. So it's just pictures next, you see another picture. But for Art Jakarta Virtual, it's really a virtual um, uh, scene where you can really walk inside and it really looks like a fair. So um, uh, we did that well. And then uh, on when 2021, uh, after we finished the Jakarta Virtual, we realized that a lot of people uh, really want to go outdoor and a lot of people don't want to stay indoors. So uh, we also come up with this a new idea called Art Jakarta Gardens, uh, which we wanted to have more of a, we set up two white tents outside, uh, outside the garden where you can uh, have all these galleries have their booth indoors. And then we have a lot of uh, sculptures outdoor uh, that uh, allow people to walk around. So people would spend a little bit of time in the tents, but most of the time it's outdoor. So that was our um, idea of setting up. But again, in 2021, because of COVID, uh, the idea got postponed and it just happened this year in April, 2022. Um, yeah, I can say, I must say, uh, like if we talk about just now about how, what I have brought from the automotive industry to the uh, art industry, I think uh, human resource is very important. And you can see from how my team, uh, from the, how when we started in 2019, until today, uh, even after COVID, none of us has left. All of us are still intact. We are still in a team and uh, we still strongly uh, support each other. And we, we, does, we, we did everything together. Uh, I think this uh, is a very key thing that, uh, that sustained Art Jakarta and also a key thing that makes a lot of people outside of the team support the team because they really think that the team is a strong, solid team. So what I want to also say is because this team uh, is also the one that comes together to pivot the idea of from a physical uh, art fair in JCC in 2019 to something called Ajapata Virtual. And then now we have Ajapata Gardens. And of course, uh, in August, we'll go back again to Art Jakarta in JCC. And I think um, the team really did it together. And 
uh, I think that's the most, uh, uh, what do you call it? Key, key aspect of our success of our fan. Talk to us about your team members, you know, who have been like the MVPs um, in this team and, and what their roles are and how they, you know, support this changing visions that you have had for Art Jakarta. Yeah, uh, you know, um, my team really feels like we are a family. Uh, we, it, it's so funny, to, even during COVID times, uh, when we all stay at home and actually there's nothing to meet because the fair is cancelled, but we still meet every two weeks just to chat and see how everybody's doing. Um, in 2019, when the team was being set up, uh, I think the most important thing that happened to us is uh, that um, a group of us that come together as directors, uh, all of us uh, wanted to change I wanted to uh, revamp Art Jakarta into something that we can be all proud of. So there's really nothing about, uh, you know, uh, chasing after profit or chasing after a certain kind of results, but it's more about how to make the fair something great that we can all be proud of. So uh, I myself uh, has been in the fair business uh, from art stage to now. Uh, you know, Amy Suprianto is a fabulous uh, curator who um, can be considered one of the most important curators in Indonesia, who came and joined me as the artistic director for Art Jakarta. And then of course we have Irfan who has been working with me uh, in indoor now for so long. And everybody knows who he is, <coughs> who, who, who pick up as the VIP director. And then I have a very ex-colleague of mine, Gil Snyder, who become the advisor of Art Jakarta. And then we also have uh, Indra Leonardi, who is a very famous photographer and he, and he become our photography director. And of course we have Henry Chus, who is a very, uh, another famous uh, a graphic designer who pick up as our design director. So I think all these people that come together are very uh, important because all of us want to contribute something to the country, all wants want to contribute something to the art scene. And other than all this uh, directorship, we also have the team Oh, the team itself, everyone is someone. <laughs> yeah, and like no one is um, in our team, like, you know, uh, like for example, uh, we have uh, Penny, who is a, uh, our show manager, but he, she has been working for Christie's for so long, and she has been uh, also in a Bazaar Art before. Uh, and then we have Vicky, who used to be the director of Jakarta Biennale, uh, who is now our partnership director. So. All of us is uh, really a team that comes together uh, and uh, all of us have a forte and uh, all of us have our own uh, 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 personal uh, art network. So I think this team is really like a dream team. Uh, so because all of us come together, we want to do something. Um, and uh, I think that is how, because of this dream team, uh, we have the board of young collectors, we have the board of patrons who started to support us tremendously. They all introduced us their network. They introduced us to sponsors. So I think the whole success of Art Jakarta is really about community. It's about a group of people coming together. Uh, of course, started from our team, but it's really, Art Jakarta is about the Indonesian art scene together. So I think, mm, yeah, I think that's, um, that's, uh, a dream team that I, I really, I really very proud of. Yeah, I, I hear you. I mean, you know, it's just 
such wonderful complementary skill sets and experiences and you, as you mentioned networks that you've all pulled together and then you know just the strength of this combined vision that you all have right to succeed um so i know earlier you talked about ajakata gardens and it sounds like it went amazing which is great i remember that i was looking at you know all the Instagram stories and Instagram posts about how the tickets were sold out and people were coming through and it was just doing really well and that it received, I think hearing from gallerists as well who were exhibiting that, you know, it wasn't just like the kind of the old sort of like community members, but there were also new people coming in to look at the art, which is always something that the fair aims to achieve. So I want to ask about what's coming up for Art Jakarta in August, you know, now that you have this kind of like success in the pocket, um, what are you dreaming up for August? Um, yeah, so Art Jakarta Gardens is something uh, that we plan to have a pop, we plan it as a pop-up event. So just like Art Jakarta Virtual, we only plan to pop up one time. So Art Jakarta Gardens is also something that we want to pop up only one time. Uh, and it was meant for 2021, but because of COVID, we postponed to April 2022. Uh, but uh, yeah, it was really a success. Uh, and I'm very, very proud of how my team can pull through. But if you would know, uh, actually, even the event was in April, but uh, what about one and a half months ago, uh, about uh, maybe in mid-February, we, as a team, we can't even confirm uh, that we're going to run this event because the COVID situation was really bad and then sponsors are not replying us. They're not sure if they're coming in. And it only happened about one and a half months before the fair that uh, sponsors come back, the situation changed and everything just changed. And uh, so, but I'm so proud of my team because our team had a meeting and we have decided that as a team that we love this idea at Jakarta Garden so much that even if we are not being paid, even if it's pro bono, we're still going to do it. You know, and, 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 and we all agreed together and we decided, okay, let's go and do this. And then, and then suddenly event, everything changed and the sponsors came in and so we, 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 it went well. Uh, uh, and, but I'm so proud that as a team, uh, we went through this stage where we just want it to happen. Uh, this gardens must happen because it's an idea that we all loved. And, um, and, and the results was very good because a lot of galleries sold a lot of works. Some galleries even sold like 30 over works within the eight days. Um, and uh, not only that, a lot of, uh, as what you have said, a lot of the collectors that bought the works mostly are very new people. Uh, young people are now uh, attracted to art in the Indonesian scene. So I think it's something uh, uh, very attractive for all the galleries. Uh, and also in terms of audience, it was so high that we, we keep on selling, sold out the tickets until, you know, <clears throat> When we sold some tickets and then we see that it's possible that for us to add some tickets, we add, we open up the room, but sold out again. It's just crazy, yeah. And so uh, among the eight days, we have about 10,000, uh, 9688, nine, I think, 9689 uh, uh, audience. So it's about 10,000 audience that came within the eight days. Um, it's still according to the COVID restriction, so it's good. Uh, and, uh, but it's way, expectation, uh, way than our expectation. And because of that, a lot of the galleries are very happy and they actually requested us that in 2023, we will have another Ajakata Gardens. So now Ajakata Gardens, instead of a pop-up uh, event, it's going to be a permanent program that we have. So yeah, it's, it's that good. So I'm very, very proud of, I'm very happy with 
So we're going to keep our Jakarta Gardens as it is. Uh, so it's going to be as a um, more Indonesian focus. Uh, so it's going to be Indonesian galleries or overseas galleries that has Indonesian focus uh, as a team. So uh, that will also keep the same. We're going to have only 20 galleries, not more than that. Uh, now, uh, talking about JCC. So in August, we will have this fair in Jakarta Convention Center. And uh, this fair, we'll try to get back to the 2019 uh, uh, fair. Uh, but of course, we will not be able to get another 40,000 audience anymore. Uh, I think uh, because of COVID restrictions, and even though now COVID situation is better, but I think uh, maybe we'll aim about 25,000 audience for the three days. Um, uh, our Jakarta uh, in August will be going to be an international uh, fair again, which means uh, we will have a strong Indonesian uh, support of about 35 galleries. And we are hoping to get about 20 uh, international galleries that will support us too. Uh, so we are hitting about 55 to 60 galleries. Um, uh, at Jakarta uh, in August, uh, there'll be some exciting uh, new sections. Uh, the first one that we're gonna have is the NFT. So we're gonna have this at Jakarta NFT where uh, there'll be uh, a showcase of a, a group of uh, NFT artists uh, on digital artworks, of course. And uh, we will have a space uh, to dedicate to uh, sort of give uh, more educational uh, things so that the public would want to learn about NFT can uh, visit that uh, section and to learn more about NFT. Um, another section that we have is going to have this uh, solo, uh, present, uh, solo presentation uh, booth section. So uh, it will be a, a, a section where we invite uh, young Southeast Asian uh, artists to do solo uh, exhibitions in our uh, fair. So that will be another very exciting part of it. So I think, uh, so we're gonna keep the two fairs, uh, the one in uh, April and one in August. So April will be the one more local, uh, more outdoor sculptures. And then uh, the one in uh, August will be the one which is a more international fair. Uh, in JCC. You know, we talked about this a little bit earlier about how you pay attention to both the digital and the analog, right? And I'm guessing that now you're kind of just pushing for the analog, just going physical as, as best as you can, because that's what people are hungry for, you know, as evidenced by, you know, the great turnout at Art Jakarta Gardens. So I'm just wondering, you know, you've also talked about NFTs at um, Art Jakarta. Is that kind of like, you know, the, the digital aspect that you are trying to grow at this time more than kind of this plot get kind of measure before with Art Jakarta Virtual. Is that the way you're going now with the fair? Yes, um, I think, um, so um, I do agree that uh, the COVID has already changed uh, the world and our habits of how we uh, live our life. Uh, of course, definitely more digital on every sorts, uh, including watching movies, uh, including uh, looking at art. Uh, and that's also why how Art Jakarta has started this Art Jakarta virtual. Uh, but looking back again, because uh, we have been, it was too sudden to happen to have this COVID and that everybody's um, are being forced to go online. And now I think a lot of people uh, have this mood of uh, trying to go physical, uh, trying to, um, uh, do everything more offline. So uh, for Art Jakarta as a team, we have decided uh, that we will 
definitely go totally analog in terms of the fare. So uh, just like at Jakarta Gardens, we have no digital side of it. Uh, we, and we're not encouraging people to do that too. So uh, in our Art Jakarta Fair in August, we were also planning the same. It will be a totally uh, analog uh, event. Um, purely the reason because I think we really want to encourage people to come out uh, and uh, encourage people to see art uh, physically. Uh, uh, but whether or not one day I will still uh, do a hybrid between uh, uh, digital and analog, uh, I don't know yet. But so far for this year, we will plan to totally go analog. Uh, as for NFT, uh, yes, um, I mean, uh, in contemporary art, we have always, uh, as a fair, we also support a lot of digital uh, art. Uh, so um, we always accept a lot of different mediums and definitely uh, uh, digital uh, art is definitely a medium that we always look into. Um, uh, now with the, 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 the capability of uh, NFT or the function of NFT, uh, I think it's also something very interesting uh, that we can also um, continue to support because uh, it really uh, helps to uh, increase awareness, especially for digital art, which has long time in the art scene, uh, has not been given a chance to expose. So I think uh, it's going to change also the, uh, the way all of us look at different mediums of art. Of art. So um, definitely Art Jakarta is a big supporter of NFT. Uh, we did once already in uh, Art Jakarta Gardens with having a, a NFT section for uh, onboarding uh, new collectors. Uh, and this time in JCC, because of we have more space, uh, we will have a more experiential event uh, for NFT so that more people can understand what NFT is more about. Mm, that sounds great. I mean, when I asked you the question about the digital and analog, I mean, we were initially thinking like, oh yeah, I you know it's about kind of existing online and existing physical but I, I like the way you answered it because it's kind of like you are still paying attention to both just kind of in the real world and then you know experiencing and understanding it at the fair itself so I know that you've already talked about you know your dream team and how you've you know faced um, various challenges head-on and you know come out I think triumphant um, but I just wonder you know if you still have in your mind you know, like a really big challenge or bugbear um, in running Art Jakarta, whether it's like a structural constraint of working um, in the art scene in Southeast Asia or in Indonesia or, or anything like that, would you like to talk about it? Yeah, I think um, I think uh, the the biggest challenge um, for Indonesia that I had, uh, especially over twenty nineteen, uh, was actually the traffic. <laughs> I think you know it's uh, it's uh, it's it's quite a um, it's it's quite a challenge you know because um, uh, a lot of uh, my guests from Southeast Asia, especially Singapore, right, uh, Singapore or like maybe uh, KL or from Seoul, and sometimes they don't understand how traffic can be so bad in the country, and Indonesia. Of course, in Jakarta, we are very famous for our traffic jams. Uh, and so uh, during the time, a lot of my VIPs that came to Art Jakarta 2019 was having a hard time uh, to uh, uh, travel from a place to a place, like from the fair to the hotel or the hotel to the fair. Yeah, so, and, uh, and so I think there's something that's also very hard to control, even though we tried to hire a lot of the police, uh, traffic police to help us, but it was, it was, yeah, it was just very difficult to handle. Um, 
Uh, as for now, I think uh, uh, if talking about other challenges for running a fair now, uh, you know, uh, during, be, I mean, before COVID, uh, at a very good time, usually what we do is we, uh, as a fair director, I travel to a lot of countries to meet all the galleries to see what exciting programs they have, what exciting uh, artists they have that I can invite to come to uh, the fair. Uh, but especially for this 2023, I have a very big challenge because I cannot travel to a lot of countries because of COVID. Uh, and so a lot of the things that we discuss is online, which means I don't really see the artwork myself, or uh, I just discuss with uh, the galleries through online, right? So uh, usually <clears throat> I will have a chance to visit the artist's uh, studios to get to know more of the artists, to get more about the works. Uh, so I think um, this, um, Distance also uh, brings a, a challenge for me uh, as to, uh, to create a fair that could be as the same standard of 2019. Yeah, I'm still trying. And let's see, let's see if I can, I can do it, uh, you know. Yeah, I, I hear what you're saying. I mean, some things are kind of more outside of control than before, but perhaps it could bring good surprises. Um, and I think on that note, you know, this is a really good time for me to ask if you could share, you know, a source of inspiration that has been particularly uplifting recently. Um, wow. Uh, for me, uh, recently, no, not recently, actually, he has been always uh, someone that I, uh, I learned a lot from. So, um, I mean, uh, Enin, Enin is a very good inspiration person for me. So he's, if you know, he's, um, you know, I, I really want to one day write a book about him. Uh, so uh, he's, uh, and uh, I'm glad that uh, uh, I'm very close to him now as a friend. Uh, and that if there's a book, my name will be mentioned. <laughs> um, but but he's, he's really inspiring. And, uh, and, um, and during these COVID times, uh, you know, uh, he really said a lot of uh, things to me. Uh, I can't share here because uh, it's very private, uh, but it's uh, about how, like, how he see life, how he see friendship, and then, and how he says that, you know, he's now 60 years old, and, uh, and oh, he's 59, he's 59, uh, but, um, but, uh, uh, but uh, this COVID itself, still give him new perspective. Can you imagine a, a very smart man, a very smart curator, someone who is res so respected, everybody knows he's so knowledgeable. And uh, for, for 60 years of his life, he has been a, um, a student protest. He has been an activist. And then he became a, uh, a advertising uh, big shot, you know? And then he quit his job suddenly and become a poor curator just because he liked it. Uh, and, then, uh, and, then he, he, and then he went to all sorts of art uh, programs from museums to, uh, and then now he started his own uh, art space called Rubana. Um, and with all this experience in, in, in art or not art, he, he still say that uh, this COVID changed his life and changed the way he see things. And he shared uh, what he has seen like uh, in terms of like, you know, friendship, relationship, life, um, what's there to see forward. You know, and, 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 and it's, um, for me, it's um, very inspirational. Yeah, and, and uh, it really motivates me to, 
to take things more slower, to sometimes understand uh, that, uh, yeah, like what you say just now, yeah, the things that we cannot control, and then then we do we re really don't have to uh, be bothered too much, you know. Sometimes we 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 are too bothered by things that we can't control. So yeah, yeah. So that I, I would mention that's yeah, him. <clears throat> I think you really are very lucky to have this dream team and to, you know, have such a good friend in the team as well. And I'm still tripping over the fact that he's 60 because obviously he does not look it at all. He doesn't look, he looks like a 50 something or 40. Yeah. Yes. Okay, Sometimes so... when, I, when I walk with people, I always think that we are in the same age. Oh my God. <laughs> no, I think that's, you know, <laughs> like complimentary of him and not like disparaging. <laughs> um, but I think, you know, just to wrap it all up, I mean, you've had such a fascinating run so far and I, I can't wait to see what more you will achieve, especially with the upcoming Art Jakarta. Hopefully I can make it down as well. And yeah. I wanted to ask, you know, looking back at your creative journey so far, because it has been creative, how have the zigzags led you to where you are today? And what do you look forward to achieving in the years to come? Uh, yeah, like what I said just now, I think um, uh, I realized that in life, uh, things really happen as it goes. Um, you know, it's uh, uh, one, one lead to another. You know, it's really, it's like, um, uh, especially in the art scene. Like, uh, I, I really, if I, I would have to give uh, advice to the young people who love art and want to be in the art scene, I would strongly suggest that you have to go for mentorship. Uh, pick someone that you idolize or pick someone that you, you think that can be a good mentor. Follow that guy, uh, even though it's just making coffee, but you would definitely learn something. And for me, it's uh, the whole journey of, uh, of uh, moving from a place to a place. It, just talking from my art scene uh, experience, it, it, it has been... Um, yeah, I, every, every position that I took has been something that I've learned. Uh, I meet new people and see how things have led me to another step. So definitely, um, uh, I, I, I'm so grateful of, uh, of uh, what I have passed through, uh, what I've experienced. And I'm so grateful that uh, COVID is almost ending and that uh, I also have uh, managed to uh, survive this COVID and to become a better person. You know, I think, Tom, you've been so great at embracing opportunities and always pushing yourself to do the very best in every position that you've taken on. So thank you so much um, for speaking with me today. I have really enjoyed our conversation. Um, and I guess, you know, if you could tell us about the dates for Art Jakarta, that would be amazing as well. Oh, so yeah. that our audience can understand. <laughs> yes, Art Jakarta will be on August 26 to 28. It's just going to be a three days there. So please, uh, everyone, welcome to come to Jakarta. Hey, fabulous. So thank you so much for listening to From A to Zigzag. And thank you, Tom, for spending time with us today. And if you'd like to hear more about creative practices in Southeast Asia, please subscribe to the podcast or follow us on Instagram at from A to Zigzag. Till the next episode, bye.